How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Go down to the Queen City. That is Cincinnati, home of Skyline Chili and the Cincinnati Reds. And our buddy Mo Egger joining us from ESPN 1530 down there. Mo, how, are you there? Are you out in uh, Arizona? I uh, I wish. I am uh, in lovely Cincinnati, but I'll be Arizona-bound in 12 days. Okay, my question is, uh, do you live on high ground? Because my understanding is everything's underwater. Uh, fortunately, I do. Yeah, we've had we've had flooding. But you know what? It's, it's There's been no you know damage. Everybody's okay. It's the trade-off for what has been one of the most, uh, the mildest winters we've had here in a while. It's been cold, but we've had barely any snow. Which well, has been delightful. Yeah, you take that in the in that city. For those that don't know, that city's incredibly hilly. So uh, yeah, you, you, an inch of snow shuts it down. It's bread and milk time down there, no doubt. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. So uh, speaking of uh, shutting things down, uh, you guys make a couple of trades. You bring in Mustakis. Sonny Gray had a hell of a season last year. Derek Johnson, Lee Tunnel, kind of got everything turned around in the pitching staff. And you guys feel like you're ready to go, right? Yeah, I think they. I think there's a, a a real genuine sense of you know not the kind of optimism we had last year where you know folks felt like you know what the Reds might not finish in last place and and for a year that was good enough. I, I think there's genuine hope that this team can play in October. Now you know the the division I think is going to be insanely competitive, really crowded. Uh, I think a lot of the optimism here is kind of based on the fact that then the three teams that finished ahead of ahead of them in the Central last season really didn't do all that much, but. In a sport that has often been, in recent years, kind of defined by inactivity in the offseason, the Reds were the exact opposite. They went out and got Mike Moustakis. You know, clearly you and your listeners are familiar with what he can do. Uh, they signed a, a Japanese outfielder by the name of Shogo Akiyama. They acquired Nick Castellanos, who did nothing but hit for the Cubs when, when they got him from Detroit last year. They added Wade Miley. They, they now have four former All-Stars in their starting rotation. Um, you know, they're not a team without flaws. I worry about them defensively. You kind of worry if, if they're going to have the same kind of luck when it comes to health of their starting pitchers that they did last year. But, you know, this was a team that, that took a, a pretty significant step forward last year by, by simply not losing 90 games. And I think now the hope and the expectation is that they can win something closer to 90 games. And it's, uh, it's a sharp departure from what we're used to. It's, it's certainly refreshing. So how many home runs does this team hit if Votto is on, Castellanos is on, Moustakas is on, I have seen Suarez at times bring some power. I mean, you guys got some guys that can give you a little bit of pop, especially with that short porch and left. You've got a lot of guys that you look at and go, well, that dude can hit 20 to 25. You know, Suarez hit 49 last year. You're, you're not maybe expecting that, and they got to get him healthy by opening day, but I think you kind of write him down for 35. You write Moustakas down in this ballpark between 25 and 30. If Votto has a bounce-back year, you know, he can hit between 20 and 25. Castellanos, hell, they had a guy last year in Aristides Aquino who hit 18 home runs in the month of August. Um, and, and he might not even start for this team. So, yeah, they, they've got some guys. They've got some guys that can rake. I think the questions with the offense, you know, start with uh, how many of those home runs are going to be hit with anybody on base because – 
they weren't a huge on-base percentage team last year, and as much as I think Moustakis and Castellanos will help the offense, we're not talking about dudes who are going to get on base, you know, at anything resembling a, a 370 or 380 clip. Uh, the center fielder they've added from Japan certainly showed an ability to get on base over there, but, you know, how does that translate to the United States? So I think there's concern about that, and, and you know, a lot of teams, I, I think, in this day and age have this issue as well. The, the Reds were kind of a feast or famine team last year. Um, they hit some home runs, set a franchise record for home runs, but if they weren't hitting out of the yard, they were having a hard time figuring out ways to score runs. And I know, you know, we, we don't play little ball the way we used to, bunting guys over and stuff like that, but I really feel like this team is going to have to figure out a way to do at least a little bit better job of creating runs when the ball's not going out of the ballpark. This team played in a lot of one-run games last year. They lost 58% of them. And a number of them came early in the season when they got off to a 1-8 and eight start. And if you looked at those games individually, you see a lot of instances where they couldn't get a guy in from third base with less than two outs. They couldn't drive a guy in after he started the inning with a double, things like that. So I, I think that's something they're going to have to figure out. But when, when you go up and down the, the, the lineup, top to bottom, there's a lot of dudes that, that, that can, can rake, and, and there's a lot of guys that you know pitchers are going to have to figure out a way to, to get around in order to – to do what they need to do against this ball club. Um, by the way, we're talking with our buddy Mo Egger out of 1530 ESPN in Cincinnati. Uh, is it going to go Garrett Lorenzen, Iglesias, uh, seven, eight, nine for the back end of the bullpen? It's a great question because, you know, last season in spring training, David Bell, first-year manager, said, look, we're, we're going to try to treat Rysel Iglesias, you know, the way the Indians would use Andrew Miller, the way the Brewers would do Josh Hader. He's not just going to close. He's not just going to be brought in to get the last three outs. Well, uh, Rysel Iglesias, for whatever reason, in any sort of non-traditional, non-save situation, really, really struggled. Uh, he wants to be put in the game to start the ninth inning when the team is leading by three runs or less and he gets three outs. That's what he wants to do. Well, the reality is, and you know, folks in Milwaukee have seen this the last couple of years, that's, that's usually not how a team's best reliever is used. And so... Uh, I, I, I kind of believe there's, there's been a, a little bit of a come-to-Jesus meeting with Rysel where it's like, hey, man, number one, in order to, to maximize your value to the team, and number two, in order to, to earn top dollar as an elite reliever, you're going to have to figure out ways to come in games earlier, get multi, you know, four, five, six out saves, maybe pitch in situations where you're not around in the ninth inning, but you're getting the game's biggest outs in the seventh or eighth. Um, in the absence of that, it puts a lot of pressure on guys like Amir Garrett, who was very good last year. I thought he should have been an all-star. Uh, Michael Lorenzen, who's kind of a two-way guy, but had a very good season out of the bullpen a season ago. Robert Stevenson's a guy that they had you know, pegged to be a starting pitcher for years. At one point, was their highest-rated prospect. He did a nice job out of the bullpen last year, and they acquired Pedro Strope, who was not very good in Chicago last year, but has a track record of success. So there are options, and, and there are... You know, there are a lot of guys that David Bell could use to, to kind of be flexible with his relievers, but I think it starts with Iglesias just statistically having a bounce-back season. And then, you know, larger than that, he's got to understand the way they want to use him is, you know, this, this isn't 1995 where, you know, closers pitch the ninth inning and that's it. We've expanded the use of, of a team's best relievers, and if Rysel Iglesias is going to be this team's best reliever, he's going to have to do more than simply pitch and save situations. How do you see the Central shaking out? That's a great question. I, I, I look at the Reds on paper, and I see an 85-win team. But I don't know if 85 wins is going to mean you finish in third. 
first? I, I don't know. Here's my very amateur, easy analysis of this division. Whichever team just beats the hell out of the Pittsburgh Pirates, I, I'm talking like <laughs> when 15 out of 18, 16 out of 18, that right. sort of thing. And whichever team, for whatever reason, just can't win the games they're supposed to against Pittsburgh, I think uh, the former will finish in first. I think the latter will finish in fourth. I, I do. I, I think, you know, in, in many respects, for years, the Reds were that team where it, it kind of felt like between the Cubs and the Cardinals and the Brewers, whichever team did the best job of beating up a really bad Reds team would win the Central. Um, and I kind of feel like that's going to be the case. I, I feel like the Reds, Cardinals, uh, Brewers, and, and Cubs are all bunched very closely together. I have no idea why the Cubs basically sat out this off season. I'm not really sure I understand what the Cardinals did. And, you know, you, you can look uh, no further than Cincinnati to see, you know, how Milwaukee's club has been undermined because they, they chased Yasmani Grandal and they landed Mike Moustakis. I think there's a, a real distinct chance that we have a really fun four-team race with neither team winning 90 games and – Quite possibly, us looking back at the end of the year and go, you know what, this team separated itself from the pack because they played excellent against the team that's handing you a lot of wins in the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, we'll check back in October, but I kind of have a sense that that's how things are going to play out. Yeah, I uh, the, the Brewers have beaten up on the Cubs here as of late, um, so the Brewers kind of have that little bit of an edge, and the, the the Pirates, at one point, the Brewers owned them, and then the Pirates became this thorn in their side. So I agree. I mean, if you can knock off the, the Pirates consistently within the division while everybody else is beating the hell out of one another, you have a chance to separate yourself from everything else. The only thing that you have to worry about is Ryan Braun hits like a 550 clip down there at Great American. <laughs> and if you can keep Ryan Braun out of the lineup when uh, you guys play down there, then I think you're better off. That would that would certainly help. I, I think that the one thing you know here this season that, that folks are focusing on, and you know, in, in every baseball market they talk about, well, you got to get off to a great start. Got to get off to a great start. Uh, here, though, if, if you look at the last two years, they've been finished by April twentieth. Last year they started one and eight. Now they finished with seventy five wins and and played, you know, some pretty decent ball for much of the summer. And and we kept doing this thing where you're like. Well, you know, ever since that one and eight start, they're you know two games over five hundred. Well, yeah, but those that one and eight start still counts. Um, mm -hmm. It totally doomed whatever hopes they had of seriously contending. The year before, they started three and eighteen, um, extended that to six and twenty-seven. They changed managers, and you know, in the heart of the summer, played some pretty good ball. They got healthy, but had no chance of ever really jumping into the race because they're they got off to such a bad start. So. I feel like this year they're actually going to bring the best 25 guys north. I don't think that's what they did a season ago. We'll see how uh, health and injuries uh, shape their spring. And, you know, Eugenio Suarez having shoulder surgery about a month ago certainly doesn't help. But I think there's going to be uh, a real ramped-up sense, sense of urgency. They, they even started spring training in Goodyear later than everybody else. And David Bell said, I want to make sure we are fresh and ready to go by opening day. Uh, we'll see if that's the case. But – uh, there is, I think, an added emphasis here as opposed to other towns just because of how bad they've been in April the last two years in a division that is going to be hotly contested, very little margin for error. You know, you don't have to be the 84 Tigers and start 35-5, and five, but you can't be the 2019 or 2018 Reds and be out of the race by, by, the, the, by the time the NFL draft starts. 
Uh, real quick before I let you go, uh, has it sunk in yet that when the, the call begins, not only on opening day, but here I would assume this weekend, the longtime voice of the Reds, Marty Brenneman, is not going to be there. I know he's in camp. I saw, I follow him on Facebook, and Marty and I communicate. But uh, as a matter of fact, when I go out there, I think we're going to grab some dinner. But uh, it's it's got to be weird to be like people here waiting for Bob Euchre's voice to crack the airwave to let you know baseball's back and not being there. So not to have Marty back, has that sunk in yet? No, and it's funny you say that because, you know, his his last game was a civic event, as, as I'm sure it would right. be, you know, whenever it is that, that Bob Euchre decides to hang it up. In fact, uh, some of the best radio I've ever heard, I'd wanted this so bad, you know, the Brewers played that series, Marty's second to last game, Bob Euchre did an inning with him. Right. It was as, as good as you would think it would be. Um, but I remember when he signed off going, this isn't going to be real until that first spring training game when it's, you know, 40 degrees out and I want a taste of summer and I turn on the Reds from Arizona and it's not Marty Brenneman. Mm-hmm. Because to me, that's that's always been, you know, that's when I want to hear him. I, I don't hear him on opening day. I'm at the ballpark. It's it's always been that, that first blast of baseball in the middle of February. Now, the, the, the guy who's going to be doing the games this year, Tommy Thrall, is a really good broadcaster, did some games last year, it's familiar to fans. They had him as part of the pre and post game show, um, and and he's he's gotten the blessing from Marty. So I really hope people give him a chance. But he's replacing one of the best I don't know three to four people of all time who's ever done it and did it for such a long time as you well know. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take some getting used to. It's it's certainly going to take some getting used to. You know I. I often stare out at my, my window and, and think of, you know, summers by the pool where I'm drinking a beer, listening to Marty. That's going to be different. And it, it's not going to be, you know, necessarily bad, but it's going to be different. It's certainly going to take some getting used to starting this Saturday when they have their first broadcast. No doubt. Uh, I will see you. But we'll do some uh, Holy Grail or something like that when I come back to town, okay? Let me know. That'd be great. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Bill. Thanks, man. Sorry there you for, go. for the time. Screw no, no. That's, that's okay. That's okay. Eastern time. We get it screwed up all the time, buddy. My pleasure. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Hey, right, man. Thanks. Thanks, yep. Mo. There you go. ESPN 1530 out of Cincinnati. Mo Egger. Always great to talk to him. Great guy. Great family. I love to see him when I get back to Cincinnati. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80 plus years. They've been getting it done. Call them 844 Pride to go to schneiderjobs.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.